We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. We're going to shift gears now to how you can actually help those affected by wildfires. Many of those who can help are offering their support through donations, but relief organizations like the American Red Cross say they don't want physical items like used clothes or uh, canned goods because they take extensive resources to examine and sort. Instead, many organizations prefer monetary donations. And joining us now, KQED reporter Lakshmi Sarag. Lakshmi, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Also say good morning to Jennifer Adrio, who is CEO of the American Red Cross, Northern California Coastal Region. Welcome, Jennifer Adrio. Jennifer Adrio, are you with us? Okay, we will try to connect with her. We want to indeed connect with her. But Lakshmi, in the meantime, let me go to you and let's talk about what people can do. There have been problems, I know, uh, down in Santa Cruz, there was a firefighter who had his wallet stolen from his vehicle. They're all concerns about uh, looting, uh, and there have been indeed looters down there. There are scams. Uh, people want to know how they can actually, in a trustworthy way, donate money to help people and where that money can go and be assured of the fact that it's going to go to the right places. Um, I mentioned the deputy, the um, the firefighter whose wallet was stolen because uh, it's uh, it's an unfortunate example of how things can go really awry in this terrible situation that we're in. But there are ways to help. And there's actually a um, uh, an online uh, GoFundMe uh, for this particular firefighter, which turned out to be fake too. So we got to really watch ourselves here. And that's why I want to find out from you ways that people can donate. Let, let, let's talk first of all about what's available. Global giving wildfire relief uh, goes to first responders, immediate needs of survivors. Right. Yeah. So um, I put together a little list. Um, There's a post on kqed.org and a couple of the general ones are global giving for specifically wildfire relief. Then we've got uh, the Latino Community Foundation. Um, And rather than list them all, I think I'll just highlight uh, one important one, I think, is Puente, which is along the south coast. So serving communities such as Pescadero, Honda, Loma Mar, San Gregorio, some of those communities don't have um, the same infrastructure as as the cities that are being supported. So um, that's one. And then Santa Cruz Community has a community fund, Santa Cruz Community Fund, Monterey County Fire Relief Fund, Napa County Relief Fund. And then there's also um, a couple of ways to help firefighters specifically. Um, I did mention the Red Cross, which I know Jennifer will get to, um, and Cal Fire Foundation. 
Um, and then Santa Cruz County is also accepting donations at specific donation locations. So um, you can go to the Santa Cruz County website to double check where they're accepting, when, and exactly what, because they do want to have new, um, you know, clean things given the coronavirus situation. And then the last two I'll mention quickly is there are some mutual aid groups um, that are doing more on the ground organizing and then and then other opportunities for volunteering through um, fire shelters in Watsonville, Santa Cruz and other locations. Uh, there's also a warehouse where you can give donations in Santa Cruz, Emmeline uh, uh, Avenue, I was reading. And, Correct. Uh, and and uh, uh, good places to volunteer. Um, yeah, so volunteering, um, the couple ones that I found were um, uh, volunteering, you could you can sign up to volunteer at a fire shelter in Watsonville and Santa Cruz. Um, and then there's also other opportunities through um, a volunteer center. So they'll kind of help match you to places. And then also, of course, um, Second Harvest, which does a lot of work with food security and making sure people are getting food they need. So you can help pack and distribute food for Second Harvest. Uh, again, Lakshmi Sarah with us, a KQD reporter, and Jennifer Adreo, I said, is also with us, CEO of the American Red Cross. I think you are with us now, aren't you, Jennifer? I am. Good morning. Sorry. Good morning. Uh, sorry we had that problem with the hookup. Uh, and Jennifer is actually CEO of American Red Cross for the Northern California coastal region. Um, let's talk about what the Red Cross is. They're doing things very differently because of the pandemic. Yes, we are. And um, it looks very different if you've seen many wildfire responses um, we've been preparing for this since March uh, when coronavirus and COVID-19 um, kind of infiltrated our lives and knowing that wildfire season was coming and how we had to do things differently. So in the typical Red Cross model, we would have good sized shelters open, lots of people there. And of course, with COVID, we need to uh, pay attention to social distancing and safety of our volunteers and the people we serve. So we've been working on that right now. We use hotel rooms for what we call non-congregate sheltering. We've been working with our county partners and our state on that. I heard uh, as of this morning, we had about 57 hotels where we have folks that have evacuated staying in those hotels. We do have some shelters open along with our partners in the counties. And uh, if you go to those shelters, you'll see they look very different. There's social distancing. If you come into a shelter, you'll be uh, taken your temperature, asked health questions, made sure that you're healthy. If you're not, you'll be given, uh, into, you'll be put into an isolation area where we're working with our public health departments. And all of our volunteers have been through significant training and are prepared to um, help people during this environment. And it's important, I think, again, to emphasize, uh, people who wanna give clothes or canned goods, uh, you would prefer cash donations. Yes, and um, you know, this environment is even different than usual, but even during a regular uh, time when there's not COVID, those kind of donations can create their own disaster, so to say, because the management of, of things that people don't have a place to put um, becomes another big task. And so especially during COVID, we just don't have the resources to be able to clean those things, store those things, um, and if you think about the people who've evacuated, where would they put things? They don't even have a home right now. And so the last thing we need really is stuff for people. Um, 
you know, we say that financial donations are best. They, they provide flexibility to the organizations to make quick movements. The other thing is we never really know what people will need until they go back to their homes and see what um, the resources are that they will need. And so it's hard to, hard to have all that stacked aside or prepared ahead of time. And those financial donations allow that flexibility. I mentioned earlier a firefighter has wallet stolen, uh, and it's it's unthinkable that something like that should be done to somebody protecting the community. But uh, what are we doing uh, as far as the Red Cross? What are you doing for the firefighters specifically? Yeah, we um, right now we are just focusing on the people that we're serving in the evacuation areas. Um, in a typical environment where it's non-disaster, we support firefighters on the front line with canteening and food and things like that. But right now, I believe they have other resources that are supporting them on that. But of course, if a firefighter needs something in their home and, and they're affected, then the Red Cross will be there to help them on the road to recovery. And I wonder, Lakshmi, if there's anything you want to add, because uh, there is a link of some of the resources you mentioned on our website, kqed.org forum. But Anything else particularly that people should know about? Um, I think, well, and specifically on uh, firefighters, we did put a link to the Cal Fire Foundation, which it supports um, people who would need that um, if they are in a situation. And then I have seen um, some nice uh, images on social media of people who have just make, been making signs of appreciation, um, which I, I think that firefighters do appreciate. Um, I saw somebody appreciating that. So I think that it's a small act, but it's something that could be a nice thing to be done. Anything else, though, uh, about where, uh, let me actually go back to you on this, Jennifer. Uh, if people want to offer part of their home to evacuees, what they could do? Pardon me, ask that again. If people want to offer their homes to evacuees, is there any way the Red Cross can help uh, make that oh, happen? Oh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that would work. So I'd have to get back to you on that. Sarah, any notion? In terms, of um, in terms of the mutual aid, some of these uh, mutual aid Facebook groups are offering things and then having people say what they need and then offering. So that could be a way to facilitate that. It's, you know, not verified, but it could work. Thank you. I called you Sarah. I meant Lakshmi. Lakshmi, thank you. That's Lakshmi, Sarah. Thank you for joining us. And Jennifer Adreo, thank you for joining us. And thank you, our listeners. We wouldn't be here without you. And we're here with you every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. And for all of us here at KQED Public Radio, stay safe. I'm Michael Krasny. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. 
all over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.